Hello, everyone, and it's time for Van Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pico Stanis. This is episode 149, season six. Today's date is July 19th, 2022. And thank you for joining me today. Uh, we have a interesting show coming up. Uh, today, I will discuss the Animal Kingdom Pet Store that was located on the northwest, uh, northwest side of Chicago. Also, uh, I will talk about uh, vocalist Cliff Johnson of the of the uh, rock group off broadway or off broadway usa uh whichever one <laughs> and also i'll do a recap of last week's post on van chicagoland uh facebook page but right now uh the program we're going to a commercial break and this program is brought to you by came beauty soap oh boy that's a that's a product you haven't heard in a long time and uh the commercial is from 1977, so uh, sit back and enjoy, and uh, I will be right back. Thank you. Karen is so beautiful and poised. I wasn't. In fact, I cringe when I see pictures of myself at her age. So I learned to work at my looks, and like Karen, I found Kame can help. It's such a gentle, thorough cleanser and rinses easily so you feel soft, smooth, not greasy. Learn to work at your looks and use Kameh, the beauty cleanser, for your beautiful young complexion. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Kame Beauty Soap. Um, I'll give you a little uh, history of this uh, particular brand. Um, here we go. Uh, it was introduced in 1926 by Procter & Gamble, and it was marketed as the pure soap for women. It was white at first, then later on uh, more colors added. And... Uh, it's it's uh its slogan was for Kame the soap for beautiful women, and uh, later it was replaced for your beautiful complexion at every age. That's very nice. And then uh, in 2014 they sold the they sold Kame to Unilever, a company, and but they didn't they stopped uh, manufacturing in the United States. And I heard it's very popular in Eastern Europe and India. It's a very uh, popular product. And uh, I don't know if you could find it in the United States. Uh, I doubt it, you know. And then um, in the 19, I remember from the 1970s, uh, they did a lot of commercials um, when I grew up watching television. And the most famous one was a woman. Her name was Luciana Pignatelli Avedon. And she was, uh, you know, very, uh, she, she was an Italian socialite and she was a jewelry designer and she's the spokesmodel for Cami Soap. And I remember her and uh, she, when I watched her, she was very elegant, you know, very dressed well and spoke beautifully. You know, her English was, uh, you know, intact. And 
And then she's, you know, then she stopped uh, being the spokesperson, and then uh, she lived in Europe, and uh, and then uh, she passed away in two, October two thousand eight, and she committed suicide because uh, she invested a lot of uh, investments, and they were worthless, and then she didn't want to face being poor. Oh, that's awful! What an awful thing to do. <laughs> You know, that's, that's bad. It really is. But uh, Cammy uh, Soap had other spokespersons and spokeswomen, excuse me, spokesmodels, whatever you, whatever you said. And, and uh, but I still remember this commercial. Um, you know, fun, the funny thing is my mom bought this product a long time ago in the 70s. And uh, you know what? I used it one time. I don't know. You know, I was a, a little kid and I was curious. It was very soft. You know, and very good. But it was mostly for women. Yeah. Okay. All righty. And then now at the uh, at the beginning of the program, I'm, I, I run down the list of what I'm going to discuss today. I'm going to talk about the Animal Pets, Animal Kingdom Pet Store, excuse me, in Chicago on the, on the north side. Also, I will talk about vocalist Cliff, Cliff Johnson up off-Broadway. And then I'll do a recap of uh, last week's post on Van Chicago and First, we're going to talk about Cliff Johnson. And uh, when I heard the news that he passed away on Saturday, he was uh, 70 years old. Uh, for Off-Broadway, oh, that's a special memory for me. Because I remember when this album was released. And uh, that album uh, was very popular to teenagers, you know, and young people like myself. So... <laughs> So I'll give you a little history of the band. And uh, it was either called Off-Broadway USA or just Off-Broadway. And it was founded with uh, uh, four guys. Uh, One was Paul Darrow, Paul McDermott, John Pasden, then Santercola. Let's see, is it Paul? No, it's five guys. Pardon me. And, of course, Cliff Johnson. He was a vocalist and uh, guitarist. And... uh, and their debut album was called On, and it was released in 1979. And uh, it reached the Billboard 200. It was not 101, not very popular. But the single Stay in Time reached number 51, very high. And uh, I heard this, uh, r- this single on the radio every day, all day when I was growing up. And I was in Bogan High School in Chicago. I was a junior. And they used to play this on the loop, WLUP, WLS. Uh, what else they played on? I forgot what. Uh, maybe, I don't think WFYR, FYR. I don't think so. Maybe, uh, perhaps WMET. I, they probably played that. And they played it all day long, well, during 1980. And uh, I love the song, and I still love it to this day. It's, it's very catchy, very... Uh, you know, it's uh, it's one of those songs that's uh, that is stuck in your head forever. <laughs> it's still uh, it's still there. And uh, they released another follow-up album called Quick Turns. Didn't do very well. And uh, and then the group continued until uh, 1983, and then they broke up. And then they uh, they got together again, and uh, they got back together again. 
in 19 like the late 90s and they recorded another album called falling in and i don't think it do very well and then they performed live at fitzgerald's that's a bar in berwin illinois and uh, there's videos of that and uh, they do play that song stay in time so that's uh, kind of cool and when i heard like i said when i heard the news about cliff johnson passed away it's like oh that's awful you know because uh yeah, they, you know, he was a good singer. He really was. And uh, I think I remember the commercials for Off-Broadway. Off I think they did a TV commercial. Maybe they advertised their album, and you know, at local record stores. But uh, I remember seeing the album at the Cruising Music 2. Cruising Music number 1 was at Archer in California on the in the Brighton Park here, uh, neighborhood of Chicago. This Cruising Music 2 was in Ashburn, right across the street from Bogan High School, where I graduated. And I went and I went there frequently. And uh, I saw the album. I saw the A-track. I saw the cassette. <laughs> That's great. So uh, they also performed, uh, during that time, they performed at, uh, I think, at Marriott's Great America, uh, I've been told. They also played at St. Rita's High School in the gym. I think it's the St. Rita that's not located now in 79th and Western. That was at the other location because that was quickly south over there. And uh, I don't know where else they would play. And when they were performing later in, later on, they performed with uh, Chief Trick and the, a band from Rockford, which is very popular. They still play to this day. Also, they I think they the Rock Group UFO from England, they were... I think they were the opening act, I believe. I don't know. I'm not sure because I've heard about that. I think they played in Wisconsin. And uh, I heard they played at the Granada Theater, um, the International Amphitheater. They played everywhere locally. So uh, that's kind of nice. It really is. So that's a shame. So uh, my condolences to Cliff Johnson's family. Okay. Next up, I will talk about uh, the Animal Kingdom Pet Store. Now, this was a very, uh, not unusual, well, the pet store was, uh, it's just a pet store. That's not the usual, that's not the unusual part. What's the unusual part is that they sold exotic animals, not ordinary animals like dogs, cats, parakeets, fish. No, they did sell that, but they also sold other animals as well. So I'll give you a little history of that. Okay. And uh, here we go. And uh, the store opened in 1944. It was first located at 321 North Milwaukee Avenue in Chicago in the Avedon neighborhood. And the owner was Bernie Hoffman. Then later on, it moved uh, down the street at 2980 North Milwaukee. And uh Later on, it was owned by uh, Bernie Hoffman's son, Robert Hoffman, and his wife, Sandra. At first, it started uh, you know, as a traditional pet store selling puppies, kittens, fish, you know, parakeets, you know. And then uh, later on, uh, exotic animals were added. And that was... Uh, that was largely due when television was growing. It became very popular. And then there were people started to rent animals for uh, TV show appearances. I think like maybe Bozo Circus, 
they probably did that or uh it's possible and then uh it started when there was a magician he came in and he requested two doves to use in his act you know you see when a, a magician performs his magic and he uses two doves and uh he's you know and then uh then that took off and then later on it was uh the the house the the pets were added then there was monkeys tigers exotic birds and uh this is before when there were re- governmental regulations were added so uh you couldn't do that today i don't think so and uh when you walked into the pet store you, you were you walked around and uh you would see you'd be fascinated it's like going to a zoo you know like a very exciting like the san diego zoo or the brookfield zoo lincoln park zoo it was like that now the most famous uh animal of course that uh lived there or you know part-time or all the time was chelveston the duck from the ray rayner show now everyone remembered that duck when you grew up Watching Ray Rayner in the morning, and he and uh, he also had Chelveston Duck. And my memories of Chelveston was that uh, Ray Rayner would introduce Chelveston to Duck, and he would come out. He's flapping his wings, and you know, and uh, he was feisty. He, he bit you, and he bit Ray Rayner sometimes. And uh, I remember he ate a lot of lettuce. You know, he was eating like that. He loved lettuce. And, uh, you know, like I said, he was a not well-mannered duck. <laughs> also, uh, but, you know, when he wasn't performing on Ray Rayner, you would go visit him. He was right there. But there were four Chelvistas. It was not the, it's not just one. And uh, the last one passed away in, like, 1991. Um, and But, you know, people from the north side, or if you're in the area, you go visit him, and there he was, you know, in a cage. <laughs> you know, I'm sure, he, I don't know if he bit you. I haven't heard so uh that's uh, that's kind of cool like that and then uh, there were other animals as well but uh, before um let's see bernie hoffman uh, his father owned a feet uh, it was also called animal kingdom he had a store but he, he opened in 1907 but he only sold animal feed for uh for uh, chickens, like poultries, you know, ch- turkeys, uh, chickens, and all that, and ducks for that also. Other animals were llamas, peacocks, you know, tigers, and uh, they also, some uh, Goldblatt's departments are rented tigers for their tiger of a sale. You remember that? And uh, they also had chimpanzees, and it was uh, interesting. Uh, someone, when I posted this yesterday on Facebook, on Facebook, someone mentioned there was an ostrich there. I don't know if that's true. And his name was Sam. <laughs> That'd be interesting like that, you know? And, uh, so that's funny. And, uh, let's see. Um, there was also a small elephant there called Little Audrey. And, uh, Little Audrey appeared on Super Circus. That was at, uh, children's television show in the in the 50s i don't know a lot of people remember that or have heard of it and uh there was a tight like i said there was a tiger her name was tina and uh you know and that's uh, very interesting like that and they did have a lion there and his name was louis louis the lion so that's kind of cool like that unfortunately the uh 
Animal Kingdom closed in 20, 2009, and the owners decided to retire. So that was uh, that was the end of that, and that's a shame. And uh, I watched a there. I think there's a couple clips on YouTube about the store. I could be wrong, but I, I watched a little of it. And uh, so there's photos of that store of the pet store that is, and it's really, you know, it's like a mural outside and it's kind of cool. It's kind of nice. So it's a shame, you know, uh, you, if you want to open a pet store, I don't think you would open like animal kingdom, not with exotic animals. No, I don't think so. Okay. All righty. And let's see. Okay. Uh, I will be right back. Uh, to do a recap of last week's post on Vanish Chicago Land. Uh, stay with me, and I'll be right back. Thank you. Okay, everyone, I am back. Uh, sorry for the break. You know, I had to clear my throat. So uh, right now I'm going to talk about uh, last week's post on Vanish Chicago Land Facebook page. Uh, so here we go. Uh, I posted a photo. This was my cover photo of my page. It was called the Spiaggia Restaurant. That was located at 980 North Michigan Avenue on the second floor. It closed last year. They also had a Cafe Spiaggia, too. So this is the restaurant. You know, I forgot there were two of them in a way. But I've heard it was a wonderful place to eat. At a beautiful view of Michigan Avenue or the lakefront. It was gorgeous, you know. It's a shame the... Uh, it closed. It was uh, in operation for about eh, over 30 years. You know, I never went there. I always, uh, I've heard of it, but I never went there. It's a, it's a shame. The food was excellent from, from what I heard from comments from people. And so let's see what else. Uh, I found an interesting item. It was a red and white blue yardstick from Pope Brothers. And uh, I think this was sold during the Bicentennial. In 1976, and they look kind of cool. I like that. I wish I had that. That come very handy. And uh, and also had the uh, brand Hot Point. You know, they made. I remember uh, they made stoves and refrigerators. I don't think they. I don't think that uh, that type of brand exists anymore. I think it's gone. Okay. Also, let's see what else. Uh, also, uh, let's see, about uh, a week ago, it was the 43rd anniversary of Disco Demolition. Now, like, a lot of people liked it. A lot of people hated it. It's like that. I wrote a story in my blog, on my chicagoland.blog, excuse me. And I was in Athens, Greece at the time, visiting my relatives. So it was me, my brothers, my mom. Uh, my father didn't come because he had to work. And that was my second time going to Greece. So the first time I was in 1970, I was six years old. I think I was six. No, I was not six. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was six years old. I'm, I'm sorry. And when in 1970, I stayed for about three months. And I, didn't, I went back to school in October. Uh, I was late. But in 1979, I went there for just two months. And this occurred, the disco demolition occurred while I was there. And I had no idea... What was going on? Until my a friend of my brother's wrote a letter to him telling him what's going, uh, what, what was happening. But I was oblivious. I don't know what was going on. So when we returned in mid-August, everyone in our neighborhood told us about it. And there were a few kids uh, in my class at Bogan High School went there. 
And it was like, oh, God, I missed this. <laughs> I wish I went. Because it was historical. It was like, the, it was infamous, you know. You could watch uh, news reports on YouTube about it. And, you know, Steve Dahl was there and blew up the records. Well, the, you know, disco records, that is. It's uh, very controversial. It still is to this day. It really was. But uh, that's uh, that's that's the way it went. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Next up, uh, about um, last week was the 60th anniversary of the Hillside Theater that opened in Hillside, Illinois, in the mall, in the Hillside Mall area. That uh, a lot of a lot of people remember this theater, and it had that uh, space age, space age, you know, thing that that round thing like that. Something out of the Jetsons, you know. It was kind of cool. Maybe they got the idea from the Jetsons. I don't know. And uh, it was there until the late two thousands, I believe. I'm not sure. And uh, now the the theater is a church, but a lot of people had many memories of that theater. They love they love the theater, and uh, so it's a uh, that's a shame. It really is. So. Uh, they love the mall. They like the mall has changed somewhat. It's not a mall really. It's like a shopping center, but it's not. I think first it was outdoor, then it was indoor, and then you know that was that. Okay. Next up, uh, I found a photo from the Chicago Tribune. It was uh, from 2002, and there were. Uh, it was a photo of five cell phones from Motorola. And they were flip phones. And I remember these. I had a flip phone. I had a razor and I had a, a cool blue one. I still I have them all in my drawer. I haven't got rid of I don't know. I can't get rid of them because I don't know. They were special. What's special about these flip phones? You couldn't text as you as you do today. You can't text, you can't open apps. No. It's either you have voicemail or you see who's calling you. That's all you did. So you just talk. And that's it. You just talk to this person, which sounds uh, very quaint when you look back to it. <laughs> well, it's kind of—it's a nice photo, and people loved it seeing that, you know. And he always says, "I had this phone," and all that. You know, uh, some people like flip phones. I like them too because it, when you flip it, you put it in your pocket. You know, that's kind of nice. Okay. Also, I posted a menu from the Old Barn Restaurant. It was located at. Uh, 8100 South Parkside Avenue in Burbank. It was like uh, State Road and Central. And uh, when I posted that uh, menu, oh, my God, it became very popular. People loved that restaurant. They miss it to this day. And they had wonderful food. And uh, I went there twice. I think once or twice, I believe. Yeah, twice I did. And I remember the dinner rolls. Oh, delicious. You know, I, I don't remember what I ate. I don't remember. Uh, this was in the 80s. Yeah, I went there. And uh, people, and that opened in the 20s. And uh, Burbank didn't exist then. And Burbank, Illinois did not exist. It was like out in the middle of nowhere. And I heard Al Capone dine there and, you know, some gangsters. And uh, it was a great venue. Also, a lot of people remembered there was a bartender named Ernie, and he performed magic tricks, and he was very uh, entertaining. I never, I didn't see Ernie when I went there. I don't know why. Maybe I had the day off. And uh, I wish I had seen him, so I heard he's wonderful. I don't know if he's still alive or not. 
who know I don't know. I don't even know his last name. So um, maybe to do a internet search and try to find him or ask somebody. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. He probably has some interesting stories. <laughs> yeah, so the old barn, I still miss it to this day. Okay. Also, I posted a photo of Frazier Thomas, who hosted Family Classics, also did Bozo Circus. We all know Family Classics aired on, first aired on Friday, Friday nights, and then it moved to Sunday afternoons, where it remained uh, until it was canceled. And the reason I posted this photo is I will do the, a, uh, the 60th anniversary of Family Class- Classics will be in September. And I will do, I will create a video, uh, write a story on my blog about my memories, and I will also do a podcast. And I will talk about my memories as well. So it would be kind of fun. I did a similar project uh, two years prior. Last year I did a... A Bozo Circus for the 60th anniversary. That was kind of cool. And the other one in 2020, I did the 50th anniversary of Creature Features. I created a, I created videos. I wrote a story of them. I did a podcast of Bozo Circus last year, but I also did a podcast of uh, Creature Features. But in 2020, I didn't do a podcast. I delayed that. I was going to start it, but uh, I got sick prostate cancer, and I was recovering, did radiation. So I started my podcast in March 2021. And then for the 50th 50th episode of Anne Chicago and Stories, I did a podcast of Creature Features. So look for, you know, keep an eye on Family Classics in the fall. And, you know, I'll post uh, little teasers and photos and to let everyone know it is coming. So it'll be a lot of fun. I enjoy it. It's a lot of it's a lot of work, but it's I enjoy it. I don't mind. It's great. Okay. Also coming up uh, next, I posted a another menu. This is from Eli Steakhouse, that was located at two fifteen East Chicago Avenue in Chicago, and uh, the business is gone, but their cheesecakes are they still make them, and it's delicious. I love them. You know, they're kind of pricey, but they're good. Oh, and you can, I think you can purchase where the factory is. It's on the north northwest side. Uh, I think, like, what's the street? Forest Preserve Drive around there, uh, near Belmont or Addison around there. I think I passed by one day, and I forgot. But I heard the restaurant was wonderful. <coughs> Excuse me. It was a great, uh, great place to eat. Yeah, it really was. And people miss it. They really do. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, Sunday was uh, National Ice Cream Day. Uh, That was on the 17th. And uh, I found a pamphlet of Bressler's 33 Flavors. And it listed all the, uh, the flavors of the ice cream and also the locations. Not just Chicago, but, um... Other in other cities as well, and uh, it's kind of cool. I remember the wrestlers uh, at Fort City Mall. It was there a long time at the food court, and uh, I've had a couple times when I lived in the area, and it was pretty good. I miss it, and uh, it was founded in Chicago, and uh, I think their factory, their headquarters, was at four thousand West Belden Avenue in Chicago on the north on the north side. That's like uh, on Pulaski around there. So that's, uh, it's like seal test. Remember that? 
Yeah, so that's that. Another photo I posted, of course, was Salerno cookies. Now, Salerno butter, co- butter cookies are still made. Not in Chicago. They had their factory first in the west side, like Division Street and Costner. Then they moved it to Niles. And people who lived in that area remember the smell of that. And uh, so it was a photo of not just butter cookies. It was also peanut butter and graham crackers and Royal Stripes, my favorites. I still love them. Keebler makes those. doesn't taste like Salerno. They're good, but uh, the, there was something different. There was something distinctive about that, about the Salerno Royal types. Oh, I love those. That's great. And I posted this about a couple of days ago, and people are still talking about it. Because <laughs> they miss uh, the buttercooks. They don't taste the same anymore. They wish they bring the, you know, like the, like the original ingredients and the formula back. I wish they would, but, uh, well, so you can still find a jewel or uh, for online. Also, in the Christmas time, they make the jingles. You can find that. Okay, and let's see what else. Uh, so I, I guess that's it. So uh, I, ho- I hope you enjoyed the recap. It's exhausting to talk about it, but it's, it was fun. So uh, that'll be all for today. Uh, I, I talked about the... Uh, about vocalist Cliff Johnson of the brand Off-Broadway, also the Animal Kingdom Pet Store that was located on the north side of Chicago, and I did a recap of last week's post on Dash Chicago and Facebook page. Once this uh, podcast is available, please subscribe to any podcast that's available, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, it's there, um, also Spotify, Breaker, uh, Amazon Music, it's on, uh, let's see, and I have a face, I have a YouTube channel called Van Chicago Land Stories. You can listen in. It should be ready this afternoon, so just keep uh, keep an eye and do a search. Also, it'll be on my social media accounts, Twitter, Facebook, as well. And uh, so that's it. <laughs> so I will do another episode next weekend. It's one fifty. Uh, we'll do something. Spe- I'll do something special. We'll, uh, I have an idea of the, what I will talk about, but uh, I'll give us some thought. We will see. Okay, and uh, please follow, uh, subscribe and follow my other podcast, uh, TV Oblivion, and I talk about uh, TV shows that are largely forgotten and rarely syndicated. And I will do another episode of that this weekend as well. That will be episode eleven. Okay, so this is Pete Costanis, your host of Van Chicago and Stories, the podcast. Thank you again for joining me. I hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, bye-bye for now from me. And here's Ray Rayner, Chelveston the Ducks partner, uh, with a little traveling music saying bye-bye. For... Take care, everybody. So long. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye.